the journey of purpose. Now, don't just listen to the experiences and stories. Yes, every experience is unique to each person, but the idea you should get is the principles behind it. Hallelujah. The experiences may not relate to you, it may relate to you. Don't, don't begin to think that, okay, um, okay, at this particular point, since this person said this thing, at this particular point in my life, I should get no. Just get the principles. Do we, uh, do we understand? So, um, without further ado, I'm going to be calling up the speakers that we're going to be talking with. Right? The discussion is going to be more like a discussion. We'll be interrupted by questions. We'll allow space for interruption by questions from you guys, from the audience. Do we understand? Okay. So, from the... F Let me just... I don't want... To, okay. Our first speaker, we all know, is nobody else but... Is a, he has about three ladies in his life, but is a, is a husband to one wife, so you do the math. Uh, he's a pastor, he's a teacher of the word, an lecturer of biochem. He's no other person but our academic pastor, Pastor Victor Marcos. A round of applause for him. Sire, welcome, sir. It's you we are talking of. <laughs> Please keep clapping till he comes forward. Also, our second speaker, um, if you have been hearing upgrade, 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 raise up your hand. We already know who our second speaker is. Who is our second speaker, please? Pastor Kosin, please, you are welcome to the stage. Thank you, sir. And the last but not the least, our very own Pastor Fred. He's a business mogul. He's an Arsenal fan. <laughs> Please, a round of applause. It's not easy to be an Arsenal fan. You have to have a strong heart. So um, if you have questions already before now, you can begin to scribble down your questions before we get into the session. So, um, but first of all, they are going to be, okay, First of all, we are going to be, they are going to be making us know who they are based on what they have on the slide. Hallelujah. So they're going to do a short presentation, then we go right into the questions. So um, Pastor Costin, you're welcome, sir. How was work today? I don't know if the media team is ready with his slide. Hallelujah. Baba. Tell us about yourself, sir, based on what you have on the slide. Okay. I thought they are already in it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to see what I've written about myself. Okay, so uh, this this is my full name, right? Podubashi Kosten Poavodi. Right, so that, that is my full name. So, but... Uh, Commonly, commonly, everybody for easy identification, custom, right? So you don't need to stress yourself with the above and the other one. So custom is is okay. So everywhere I go, everywhere globally is custom. Yeah. So the next slides. Okay, let's come through. Okay. Okay. 
Yes, so this is just few among what I'm doing with my life. Right? Yes, so the first point says I'm a believer, right? In Christ Jesus. I'm from Numan Adamawa State, Nigeria. Actually, I have scriptures that I'm running with, right? If you know me, I run majorly with Mark chapter 9, verse 35, and then 10, 42 to 45. Say, for if any man will be the greatest in this kingdom, must be the slave of all, right? The chiefest of all. This has been the scriptures I've run my life for at least 14 years now to 15 years, right? Yes, so all my books, you always see this scripture on it, right? So I'm born to serve everybody. Yes, so I'm one of the pastors of the fellowship here. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Biomedical Engineering, Medical Engineering, Bioengineering in CIU, right? Yes, so uh, I'm a life leadership relationship, marriage coach slash counselor, right? But not yet certified, but to be certified in a few months' time, right? who is so passionate to see people discover their purpose potentials and to build principles that makes them agent of change in their generation and what? And in history, I'm a passionate speaker and also life what? Enthusiast. Yes, if you have come close to me, you know that. So I'm the founder of Soteria what? Globals. Yes, so um, it's a ministry strictly for mentoring and discipling young people for Jesus, equipping them to have what? Balanced life spiritually, soulishly, physically, financially, relationships, career and vision, right, in order to advance God's kingdom by transforming and influencing their generation. The ministry is also passionate about reaching out to what? Prisoners. Yes, so I am so passionate about prisoners in the prison. Very passionate about it. Uh, Also, I'm a founder of Think Global Ideas. So Think Global Ideas is non-governmental, right? And generally what the idea of that uh, organization is doing and will continue to do because it's already functioning, right? It's about provision for scholarships for children, providing food, reaching out to widows and orphans, uh, providing water, light for villages, empowering women and youth through technology, providing access to clinic and health facilities, planting of trees also, and then provision of shelter, affordable houses for the less privileged, right? It's already, part of it is already in running now, right? But uh, officially, uh, down below, you will see it. It's going to come up officially during the course of the year. And then uh, also, I, I write business proposals for people. I mean, winning business proposals, right? Yes, I do it. Uh, I am also the owner of Soteria Transports, right? It's already a registered transport company in Nigeria, but operations will begin very soon, very, very soon. And then uh, other businesses I'm interested in doing, I'm also interested uh, in businesses that will regards to invention of apps, paper biosensors, right? I also believe I should be an inventor in the area of what uh, I'm doing, academically, career and vision. Cryptocurrency, don't laugh. Cryptocurrency is, yes. Uh, buying of precious stones. Yes, I, I will buy precious stones very well. Uh, airline ticket business, right? And eventually to venture into airline business. And then also real estate and then ice fish business, right? Ice fish, yes, and uh, part of agriculture. (laughs) 
Good. <laughs> yes, right? And then also, uh, officially, already I've spoken with the people helping me. Uh, these are the two websites I will be known with till Jesus comes. www.soteriaglobals.com and www.thinkglobalideas.com These two websites encapsulate everything I'm doing with my life. Right? And then uh, some people that I follow and then to enroll their certificate courses. And then lastly, I'm a passionate singer and also a songwriter. I play acoustic drums, uh, acoustic guitar, and I play drums and piano when no one is available to play them. <laughs> right? So, but I really am passionate in doing these things. Um, many more that are unveiling, right? But so far, so good. I know, now I know, right, that I can identify myself with this. I'm doing some of them and many of them, right? But others that I'm yet to know, I don't know, some like authoring books. You know, I'm yet to, to venture into those things, but many more. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Please, a round of applause for you. So this is all you want us to know about yourself. You do not say whether you're married now. Sorry, I'm single. <laughs> and I'm not searching. Thank you. Yes, sir. Over to you, Pastor Victor. You know, when Pastor Costin will speak like this. Okay, please, can you help me? My own is just simple, so. <laughs> Amen. Okay. I think this. So this just slide. My this is just what I have actually. So my my name is Victor Marcus, and uh, I'm married to Queen Magdalene. And together we are blessed with two princesses, Exploit and Eleanor. And I'm a Nigerian by birth. I have a PhD in medical biochemistry. And, and I'm a prolific writer. I'm a regular blogger at victormarcus.com. And, uh, and I'm author also. Um, uh, this book is already out since 2014, Breaking the Shackles of Failure. And... Um, I'm committed to youth and student development. I'm committed to the youth and student development. And particularly, my focus is to raise them to become agents of societal transformation by becoming like Jesus. So that, that's what, what defines my life completely. And currently, I'm an uh, education pastor at Near East Christian Fellowship, a lecturer at the Department of Medical Biochemistry. Um, near East University, and the founder and director of the Center for Youth and Student Development. I love learning, and I love writing, music. I also love character and excellence. And that's just, that's why I told you. That's just it. Hallelujah. So I don't think whether mine is up. So I'm just looking. Uh, 
my name, as you all know, is Frederick Johanna Leitong. That's my full name. The right spellings, the way my dad gave me. So if you've been writing it wrongly, then this is the right spelling going forward. And then basically, what I do with my life is that I influence people, influence and transform lives for the glory of God. That is the, the, the vision that drives my life. That is what I do with my life generally. Influencing and transforming lives for the glory of God. And then obviously there are scriptures that you know, this was born out of from. And there are a lot of history to it, but it's Isaiah 60, 61, and 62. Some key verses there. I'm from Plateau State, Nigeria. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm not married. I'm a teacher and a minister of God's word. I'm a pastor, the lead pastor of Nyeri's Christian Fellowship. I'm a transformational leader and a politician. And I'm proudly a member of the People's Democratic Party of Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I say that with, with, with pride. Yeah, and then businessman, power. Yes, I'm a businessman, I'm an entrepreneur, and then an economist by training. I have a BS in economics. I'm doing my master's in economics. I'll soon be over soon. And then also I'm pursuing my my certification to be a chartered accountant. And obviously I will still go for more training and more certification. And then this is not a work. Okay, the next slide, please. Help me with the next slide. move okay before the just give me the next slide i'm passionate about teaching discipleship mentorship and helping people to live effectively through first of all discovering themselves nurturing and maximizing their full potentials thereby living fulfilled lives i'm the founder and the managing director of evangel international limited it's a company fully registered and functioning in nigeria a conglomerate company that involves several kinds of businesses and investments. And then currently I'm working on a business and a leadership academy and the aim is to identify emerging leaders, politicians and businessmen and empowering them with knowledge and resources to transform the society. And I have hobbies. And then my hobbies, not only football, but I'm a diehard Arsenal fan. And I read a lot. I want to be reading, and I want to keep on improving my reading skills. And I, I watch movies, not just any kind of movies, not fictional movies. I don't really enjoy fictional movies. I enjoy practical movies, most especially movies that have to do with politics and intelligence, you know, and a lot of other stuff. So there's a, 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 a slide beside it. It's actually a reminder to me always, my most valuable responsibility in life is to win souls for God. Therefore, either in family, ministry, business, politics, or anything I do, the most important contribution I make in life must be targeted at winning souls for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So that is what summarizes what I do with my life and what I will keep on doing it even at a greater level till the day that I will leave this world. Amen. Please a round of applause for all of them. Um, I wanted to take note of the fact that in the course of this um, discussion, 
the words like purpose, calling, vision, ministry, assignment, it will be used interchangeably. So don't get confused or caught up with those words because they'll be used as purpose. We're talking about purpose. We're going to be discussing about purpose. And I don't know if you paid attention to where they actually pointed as their purpose. There was something Pastor um, Costa said in the course of his teaching. He said, your purpose is the reason for everything about your life. And I think most of them said, um, really, my life, all, all, all about my life is, they begin to list my vision is, so just take note. So we're going to dive right into the questions. So are you guys ready? Pastor Costa. Okay. So um, I think my first question will go to um, all three of you. Then we'll have to, because due to time, please, sirs, I know in the vastness of your knowledge, there's a lot of things you have to say, but we are constrained by time. Amen. So please, let's just hit the point and work with time. Um, my first question is, how and when did you discover purpose? Stating clearly the pointers that led to your purpose discovery. I think I'll start with Pastor Costa. How and when? Amen. Personally, I can't, I can't give when, but I can just say when the awareness came to me. I cannot give specifically when, but I can say the awareness, and I can give you the timeline, give or take 14 years back. Yes, so, and I'm using that because of when I began to write some of those things now consciously. Uh, that is the when, right? But the how, I know, um, I can't say when I gave my life to Christ, right? Because I've come out from many altar calls in my life. So I don't know which one saved me, right? So, but I know the point from which I, I got serious with Christ, right? And from the point, that's the how now. From the point I got serious with Christ, and then I began to grow more, in my BSU during the undergraduate days, that was, or that is when the reality of these things were never just mere thoughts in my heart. But actually, God has put them that they are part of my makeup in life. So, uh, the how is, you know, the developmental process of my life in Christ Jesus. That is the how when they start, when they started becoming real to me. But the when, you can give or take 14 years back. So basically, you are saying um, when you became serious with Christ, that was really when you got conscious of the fact that there's something called purpose. Yes. And you started working towards that. Yes. Um, have we been able to um, get from the slide what really is his purpose? I need feedback from us. Have we? Have we? <laughs> okay, we have. So good. So Pastor, Pastor Victor. How and when did you discover purpose? Okay, I am, well, discovering purpose is a journey. So, actually, I can't say that time, that was when I discovered it. So, but I know that what triggered the issue of the consciousness to live a, a purpose.
purposeful life was when I was in my final year in the universities. And there was actually a recruitment during that time, an immigration recruitment. So, and my university is closer to a immigration office, a command, the Kaduna State Command. So people gather candidates and they were on their shorts, white, just like normal recruitment. And they were asked, I think, to run. So, but then my university is at the front, I mean, closer to that. So they were to pass through my university as they run. I think that's their first part of their recruitment. And many of them, it's not quite a long distance, but many of them were, they slump and, and I, were, I had later on that some of them died. So that was what triggered my curiosity. I was asking, why will somebody die in just this kind of running? If the person knew that he was supposed to be in the immigration, I believe he must have been practicing over the years. So it dawned on me that those people who really fell didn't have the training. And that suggests to me then that that means they were not prepared for it. They just bump into it like an accident. So that was what got me curious at that moment. So I began to pray. I said, Lord, I don't want to graduate and now begin to apply in everywhere. They say, just prepare your CV. If there is police opportunity, you apply. If there is bank, apply. If there is school, apply. And I see many people do that. You know, so apply everywhere. I knew that I don't belong everywhere. Yes. <laughs> I don't belong everywhere. So that was what got me so curious. And I began to pray. That's where I began to pray. Then, of course, later on, my relationship with the Lord grew. But of course, as I keep growing, but then one important thing was that I got engaged. That is, there were little things I knew. I started working on it, serving in the church, doing many things. So as I kept growing, an opportunity came. Then people now also in the church, suddenly I begin to stumble on some things. I, I didn't know, but I begin to stumble because I've been in choir all my life. But then opportunity came, then I started teaching. And suddenly people begin to give up. Immediately I do a kind of teaching. They say, no, man of God, you. So there is some kind of feedback from people. They also helped me to understand, ah, this thing is not just normal, you understand? And then I just shifted away as they are telling me, and I also am growing, I'm discovering so many things, and also the burden the Lord is implanting in my heart toward this direction. Then I just tilted away from choir completely and focused on exactly where I am able to now discover that that's where my calling is. Okay, so just to get you clearly, you when you had that... When you began to think about it, you prayed about it. Sure, sure. One, that's one. I prayed seriously and I continuously prayed for the Lord to reveal my purpose for me. You understand? But at that moment, after some time of prayer before I graduated, I felt a burden into the teaching line. So the first thing I took was to work with what I sensed, like a burden. Immediately I graduated, I just went straight away to class. I didn't apply anything since then, never applied anything only on this on the angle of teaching so that effort now continued to open many things keep kept on opening amen yes pastor fred yeah i my story is not as, as spectacular as what we've had is unique i've always you know have a lot of passion for while growing up and have this sense of great passion for my country you know and then 
as I grow up in the Lord, as they say, it's very difficult to to mention precisely where some of us when we were born again, but you know, we were born in Christian homes and I can remember when I was in my junior secondary school, the second year was when I <coughs> intentionally made the bold step to begin to walk with the Lord as a decision that I made. You know, so but then in me there's the burning passion to serve God. Is this passion for my country, and I happen to grow to be an outspoken person. And wherever I go, I find out that I am I'm easily inducted into leadership, but I don't really know why it is that, you know. So then there is so much desire and ambition in me, as I always say, I had so much ambitions of pursuing uh, a career in education to get certificates to work in the World Bank or any financial institution. So I came here to Cyprus to study economics. In 2013 was when everything turned around. When I came, obviously I was very much involved with church, with fellowship here. But back in Nigeria, before coming here, I never wanted to do with anything that has to do with the church. In fact, I never wanted to be a pastor. I I don't want that line of life because of the things I've seen, based on the experience I have back home. But then before coming here, there were some prayers that was prayed, and then there were some prophetic words that were given specifically about my coming to Cyprus and the specific things that I would do here. But, you know, as it may be, I never care about them because it wasn't what I wanted. So on coming here, I had serious issues with my academics the first two years I had. And... I, when I arrived here, I got involved with student politics here on campus. We are the ones we started a lot of movements here for the Nigerian students, for the African students, and I was passionately involved in all those things. And then I reached it reached a point where I was very, very confused of who I am. One of the biggest challenges I have was that I believe that I can do almost everything because I was passionate. Everything I want to do, I do it with the whole of my heart, and I discovered that I'm good at what I do. But then there's confusion in me. There's this drive towards serving God, you know, discipling people to grow, and there's this desire also, uh, the passion I have for my nation, and also, <clears throat> you know, my, uh, the politics and leadership. But I don't really know how this could be combined together. You know, there was so many times, I think there's one moment where we were in the, in the caucus meeting, I think it was in this building downstairs, one of the halls downstairs, where we're in a leadership meeting and then we're discussing on how to go and win an election somewhere. And someone said something that got me thinking, you know, when we're deliberating, that was a very, very turning point for me. We're deliberating and we're discussing about how we can strategize and go and win votes. And then he mentioned that, see, that my opinion that me, I shouldn't be telling, the way I'm speaking, you know, I'm speaking like a pastor here, that if I want to go and serve God, I should go and serve God and leave this sphere for, for people that want to do dirty politics. You know, when he said that thing, people laughed, and I laughed also. You know, but I went home, and then that thing disturbed me so much that I began to think about, really, what should I be doing with my life? You know, so along the years, I, I began to pray fervently. That was when I got scriptures, Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, and 62, that gives me a sense of that. But I never had clarity about what my purpose is, what my life should be lived at. So I met uh, someone who is a mentor to me up to today. That is Steve, who is also an overseer over the church. I hope I'm not consuming much time. Okay. So he, I discussed with him that 
I'm in a confused environment where I don't know what to do with my life. I'm passionate about this. I feel I have drive for, for leadership, politics. I feel also that there's a sense in me that really, really is yielding towards preaching of the gospel and leading as a pastor. Obviously, then I'm already a leader of the fellowship here. So how, this, how do these two things relate? You know, I believe that if you want to be politics, be in the political scene. If you want to serve God, then you should serve God. That is the mentality I had. So we prayed alongside, and he, he was able to help me to see how this can work together. So the role of a mentor in my life really helped in shaping me towards coming to a place where I come to terms with who I am, and what I do, and what I will keep doing for the rest of my life. There's more to the story, but let me just stop here. Thank you, sir. So, um, Pastor Costa, at that time, that 14 years ago, were you doing something that you had to deviate from since you had just gotten or had an idea of what your purpose was? All that I've been doing with my life is what I'm still doing with my life till today. I've been from Sunday school. I've been a serious Sunday school guy. From Sunday school, secondary school, I've been in prayer team. I've done chief ushering. I've done music in school. I've done president of fellowship. I've moved to remedials, president of FCS. I came to university, president, church, church, youth, youth, people, people, talk to this person, talk to that person, talk to this. So I think my life has just been getting bigger. So I've never done something different from what I'm doing now. Glory, 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 glory. Yeah, Pastor um, Victor. So the journey towards fulfilling purpose, were there obstacles? Certainly there are plenty of obstacles. Did you have second thoughts? Second thought as in to go elsewhere or something? Because of the obstacles, you were like, is God really in this thing? Is this really what I'm called for? Uh, not really. I, I really don't. Even in career, because one thing is that since I understand that it's around... So it even shaped my also choice of career, actually. So and that's why I didn't, since I graduated from university, I've never applied anything other than just to, just to teach, just teaching. So, okay. Is your academic career the same as your purpose? No, no, no. Okay, what is the difference? Um, my, my academic career is a support to what I do. Just the same way like marriage. Just the same way, like any other thing, they all support. They all support the goal. Are we, uh, so that's just how I see also career. For example, career. One of it, among others, if I was not in near university teaching, I'm not likely to be in this church. So you see the contribution of my career now. And again, also it supplies me with the resources so that I can do what God wants me to do. Just like that means my the, the career provides me with money to take care of my family, then I have focus now. But if, for example, I didn't have a source of income, certainly I won't have the opportunity to even accomplish my purpose. But this is how the career now play a role, you understand, in supporting. But that, the career itself, is not the purpose. Because the reason why I ask this question is because some people, because they're in, especially those in a professional career, like being a doctor, they feel like that's their purpose or probably being a pharmacist, they feel like that is the purpose. They feel like, okay, from birth or from as a child, they say, I want to be a doctor. So they feel like they're already working in line with their purpose. That's the reason why I asked that okay. question. Okay, I, I feel that kind of line of thought has some problem because the issue is that as we 
as human developed, we see career changing. But your purpose never change. So of course, will I continue to teach? Not necessarily, because that means that in the future, I may likely change the career. But of course, what I'm called can never be changed. That's what I will continue to do till I die. So I think the problem of saying a career, because the issue, in fact, some career were not in existence. We never had any career around aviation until the invention of, of planes. We never have, in fact, like uh, biomedical engineering. We never had anything like that in just some 50 In fact, 20 no, years ago, we didn't have anything like biomedical engineering. It's like an evolution. It just came. Even biochemistry, what I do today, was not in existence 50 years ago. It was all chemistry, you understand? But now it has, we create a field for it because of the human development. So now we're going to see that as we continue, some careers will, con will be completely wiped out by technology and mm. development, and some will now evolve mm -hmm. again. Some new ones will come. But our purpose never changed. Tamam. So please, um, is there any question so far from the audience? So far, based on what they have spoken, based on what they have said, as regards to you or as, as it relates to you, or you, you can actually write if you... You don't want to actually speak. You can actually write it and pass it to. Okay. Okay. Uh, it has been amazing in the section on the purpose and potential. I just want to ask because um, purpose equal potential. So, for whatever reason, a thing was created. It has all the capability of fulfilling that thing, mm -hmm. and we see all of that with creation. But why is it that men struggle so much to release his own potential in fulfilling his purpose? Yeah, based on what you thought, you said um, every every person has God has created the ability for you to be able to. It is inside you. So why is it that we struggle? Men struggle to be able to fulfill purpose. If I got you correctly. Yeah. Okay, the number one thing that I say, I will, let me just say two key things, then just summary, right? Because the answer is already on the slides, right? But one of the main things that will make a man to struggle, right, in releasing his potentials or leaving his purpose, one, when he drifts away from the manufacturer, when he shifts away from God who created him, that is number one. So to save yourself from struggle, you need to locate who created you, who is your manufacturer. Because if you can come close to him, then it's easier for you to now know how to function best. One. Two, you must now deal with your environment. Right? So I am saying environment now to encompass everything. Whatever feeds you spiritually, whatever feeds you soulishly, whatever feeds you physically, what you hear, what you see, the people you interact with. Right? And then, because your environment will ensure how or the things you engage yourself in doing. Like he said, he engaged himself in choir. He found himself in this. He found himself. But gradually, those things, at the end of the day, he now found a platform to now talk. And people began to say, there's something unique about your voice. Right? And then, gradually, he now grew and then moved to now discover that teaching is his rightful place. So, the environment you are, Many of us, we struggle because we are in the wrong environment. 
And if you are in the wrong environment, when you are supposed to swim, you are flying, you will struggle. When you are supposed to fly, you are swimming, you will struggle. So finding your environment, right, that the manufacturer has created you to maximize matters a lot and to save you from struggle. Yeah, let, let me just add up to that from the things he says which are basic. Secondly is we always want to find our potential outside. You know, God creates, created every man with everything it takes within him to fulfill purpose. So sometimes we see some people as a standard. For example, now, the latest thing, probably you are influenced by a music, by a musician, and then you want to be like him. But unfortunately for you, God didn't give you that talent to sing like him. So you want to force yourself to begin to sing because you love, you love, you love singing doesn't mean that you are called to sing to bless people through your songs. So you have to look inside and look at what God has shaped you inside with. So in addition to having a relationship with God and environment around you, look within you and accept who God has created you to be. Because if God wanted you to be a musician, he could have made you with that talent of singing much more like the other person or say he has given you that the facilities that needed in order to do that. So sometimes we are focusing on something not rather than ourselves, dealing with God, revealing who we are, and then accepting who we are for what we ought to do with our lives. Amen. Um, let me add to what they said. I think one of the answer is in Galatians 4 verse 1. As long as a, a, a hair is a child, is of no different from a slave. As long as a person remains immature, you will never be able to do anything that has to do with purpose. You can't even, you, children don't talk about purpose. They only talk about food. That's all. So that would not even make your potentials to be out. That's one. Another factor, again, I will add to what they said, is the issue of that fulfilling your purpose and bringing out what God has put to you can never be done in isolation. And that means if, for example, if we are using the body as a factor, of course, the purpose for the eyes is to see. But it can be able to perform its function and do well and release its potential as long as it remains in the body. You plug it out, already there is no potential again. So if you want to really fulfill purpose, just like we said, and also release your potential, is to be able to be connected to the church, to the body. I see many believers, they are talking about purpose, but they fight the church. It's not going to be possible. You are part of the church, and you should be able to work together because costings may be product, might be my own material for ministry. Mm. Are we together? Mm. And that's why Paul was said in First Corinthians 3, I planted Apollos watered. Yeah. So you can now, and God gave the increase. So imagine the one who plants, that's his work. But then the one who is watering, that is not his work to sow. So, um, but he needs the one who is actually sowing to be able to water. So if you said you want to go out and say you don't need a water, a person who waters, that means you will keep sowing and nothing will germinate and nothing will even prosper. Thank you, sir. Do we have another question? One more before we go. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> uh, my question is, if you had... 
discovered your purpose before you started studying what you're studying, would you have changed your course? So for everybody, if you had discovered your purpose before you started studying biomedical politics and everything, would you have changed your course? Now, the second question is, is there a possibility of an overlap between career and purpose? Is there a possibility of an overlap between career and purpose, right? Uh, because I know career can actually change over time. Career can change, but purpose does not change. So is there, is there a possibility of overlapping in your career and your purpose? The reason why I'm saying that is because we try to disqualify career and purpose uh, that they can't merge if someone says that I think my purpose is to be a doctor. Of course, your purpose cannot be a doctor, but can there be something? that is discovered in a child that makes a parent put that child in that line? Can there be a passion towards humanity, towards something that a child has gotten in developing countries where they discover a child early enough and they put the child on the path of the purpose or the calling of that child? Is that a, po is that a possibility like that? So the, the challenge is career and purpose, the balancing between them. That is just what I want to say. Okay, Thank you, let, let, let me begin from the career and purpose. First of all, for some people... Their career is actually their purpose. You must know that clearly that then it's good for you, you know, it's much more easier for you that to find yourself shaping out, you know, a career in the line of your purpose. It could be, right? But to some people, career is just a tool towards achieving purpose. It's not really, per se, I think, I'm, I believe uh, Pastor Victor was very precise about his. He's not talking about everybody. He's saying his career is actually not his purpose. So let's all uh, be able to, 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 to take note of that. Then, will I have chosen the course I study? God saved me from studying medicine. Let me, let, me, let me make this categorically clear, you know, that God saved me from making the mistake in my life of venturing into medicine. And I really thank God that I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to study economics and it's in line with where I'm going to. And I enjoy doing it with the whole of my life because every day I see the things that I'm passionate about Way I, I, I want to specialize in economics is actually has to do with developmental economics where, you know, it relates to how poor countries can become better and is in line with politics and all those things. So I believe so much that, you know, if I've, well, God helped me to find this area, if not, I would have made a huge mistake, yes. I would just add to what he has said. Uh, I don't encourage people. I used to hear before, even though it was amazing to me, that even though this has not to do with purpose, but it has to do with because somebody feels a fire is burning in him, he quits school, that he wants to save the world, or he tears his certificate, or he does some, some gimmicks like that, right? Because he has discovered a special Jesus, right? But I, I always say this, just like he said, it's easier, it's a wonderful thing when the career that you're studying is your purpose. Woo! You will fly. Because it's like you're fine. Everything comes to you with so much ease. Right? But if you have discovered that my purpose is different from my career, now the question will now not be I change career. The question will be now I convert my career, you know, to now support my purpose. And then you will find rest. However, I always say this, if you now realize that you are not at liberty to change a career or to convert your career, right? You are, you are because purpose is in phases, it's a journey. 
There is nobody that says what you are doing now will not change. I've seen people that have dropped career and picked makeup to support their lives, right? So, but because it's in phases, come to a point in your life where you will grow up, right? And then pursue that thing that you know, right, that will foster and help your purpose. Some of, many of us, we study what we are studying because our fathers selected it for us. Our mothers chose it to prove a point to the villagers, right? But the thing is, if you are discovering Jesus now, you are discovering this is what he wants you to do with your life, and you realize that if I pursue this career, it will really hinder me. It will, str it will strangulate me or it will kill me. Sister, brother, just at the point where you realize that God has strengthened you more and you can pursue public speaking, get certificate. You don't need to go and do BSc again. There are certificate courses that will make you fine-tune your mentality, your skill, your talent, and that will help your purpose, and then you will shine. Okay, thank you, sir. Yeah, still hold the mic. Um, yes, hold the mic. <laughs> you know, when it comes to, I'm very passionate around this area, what you might ask, very important question. I, I want to say something that first and foremost, and that's why when we first come to the Lord, the idea, the issue is not purpose. Because the first thing is to understand God, have a relationship with him, and understand the purpose for everybody. That is, because your purpose cannot be outside what God wants to accomplish on earth. Because this is one thing you have to understand. That's what, when we come to Christ, they teach us for us to know what God desires on earth. Then it is out of that, he splits it into all of us. You understand? To take part in it, but again, jointly. At the end of the day, accomplish it all together. So if you said, for example, your career is your purpose, the question is that how does it contribute to the overall desire and agenda of God on earth? Because it has to fit into somewhere, and again, probably supporting another thing. And this is where the problem always comes, you understand? Just like we said, of course, you could, for example, you can be a caterer, and the lead maybe called you to, to be a caterer to a man of God. We have seen many people who are drivers, but they keep driving a man of God. That is, they are like, they have maybe the grace of service. But now their service now is through their career, which actually contribute again to the overall what agenda of God. So it's possible that the, the, the man's career can likely be his uh, purpose, you understand? But the question is that, how does it contribute to the overall agenda of God on earth. That is what we, we know that actually is God's own. I mean, it was given to you by God, and not that you were not the one who chose it to move away. Are we together? So that's the, 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 the whole point, which I, I will have to be cautious in, in as much as we keep discussing the issue of career. But I also, sorry, man. The point is that also, even if, you see, there is no career you will, you will, you will, Enter, even if you didn't discover, the most problem with career is that when you get into a career that you don't have ability for, that's the problem. But as long as you have ability for that career, it will certainly be a supportive or even it can be that thing that God wants you to do. You understand what I'm trying to say? The problem that we only have with career is that if you don't have ability for. Sickle? Sickle. Okay. Um... Pastor Costin, hold the mic. Thank you. How do you combine all that you are passionate about? For example, we know you and how you say you will sing until the day you leave this earth. 
Yeah, how do you combine all that you're passionate about and translate them into purpose fulfillment? Okay, I think uh, I'm discovering now, not by books, by experience now, that the older you get, I used to hear my small say, say it before, right? But now it's happening now to me that I now realize more, the older you get, if you are purposeful, one of the things your life will begin to assume is balance. You will always want to seek balance. And balance in the sense that your life will start getting simplified. My life used to be complicated. You understand? I, yes, I, I used to be a master of everything. I just, whatever my hands finds doing, I do it excellently well. I just do it excellently well. That's just how special I am. Right? But now I now realize as I'm getting older, it does, that's not it. There is this one thing that God has put in my life that from this year, in fact, let me say it specifically, from this year is clear to me now, right? And it's easier for me to pursue that one thing and then that one thing balances everything that I do. So I don't spread my hands doing everything. No. But there is one thing that I do that will now balance everything that I'm doing. And that means that now, that it's easier for me now to create bit and pieces of time to be able to feed other things. But I can't do every other thing with my life. It's impossible. That's purposelessness. Okay, Pastor Fred, you like politics. And you are the lead pastor of Near East Christian Fellowship. How, you're passionate, you're, yes, you're passionate about politics. How do you relate this to into fulfilling purpose? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I said clearly in my slides that my mission is to, mission statement is to influence and transform lives for the glory of God. So, you know, even in politics, what I look at is how can I create impact in that sphere where people can see exemplary life, life of a believer, a life, you know, one thing that I've, I've noticed in our society, in Nigeria, where I come from, is that we don't really have much more of leaders that really are good examples to the people there. So I believe so much that there is a cry for an exemplary form of a leadership where people can see leaders that really have the fear of God in them. People can see leaders that have the heart of the people in their hearts and are actually doing what the society needs. So I believe so much that in the area of politics and leadership, you know, I reflect the life of Christ there. And much more to that, I gained experience in order to raise other leaders also that are God-fearing. You know. So here in Cyprus, I believe so much that I've I'm able to, in a way, in little space where I am, you know, I'm able to combine both the politics that I do. Some people never know, or some people have been close with me for years, but never know that I really, really am into politics until when they begin to see some things and they ask questions, yeah. So I'm able to create this, as he said, it's something is a passion. And I am able to draw a line. You know, when I come to church, I know that the pulpit is not for politics. Strictly is a word, I teach the word. And I don't even mention about, I don't even, you know, it's purely not an, a, a ground for, for political campaigns and all those things. And when we go to politics, of course, my life becomes a pulpit where men will see Christ. And one of the things I do is that I try to identify emerging leaders. 
and I bring them along and I encourage them to participate in the process because actually we need people you know that will also be able to shine the light there so I don't know whether I'm able to answer yes, the question yes, yes. thank you very much Pastor Victor that is the victim there sir no, no, just answer me. Yeah, it has Every, been fine. Okay. Everybody knows Pastor Victor that he's a very serious person. If you if you have listened to his messages very well, there's one word that stands out. You have to be studious. You have to be studious. <laughs> so, I have one question for you, sir. Sir, do you watch movies? <laughs> sure, I, I watch movies. In sir, fact, which movie have you watched this week? Uh-uh. Oh, incidentally, I watched a Nigerian film this week. You understand? Oh, sure, I watch movies. You understand? What's the name of the movie? Uh, <laughs> Marogo, you are not the moderator. <laughs> it's okay, it's a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I watch movies, but not always, you understand? Not really always. Well, if, again, my, my I don't really, I'm not that tuned to movies. That's it. I'm not, I, I don't, well, before, let me confess. Before, I used to watch movies so terribly. So I resist the urge to shall I? Yes, no, there, there are, it's, it's very helpful, you understand? In fact, I was on time. I will I will watch movies maybe from uh, twelve in the afternoon. You understand? Till twelve in the night. Mm. Yes, twelve in the night. Those days where we use that kind of uh, you know you remember that kind of movies. You understand? <laughs> VHS. You understand? So, but the issue is that with time, as I grew and I discovered those days, I don't you know when you don't discover your purpose, you lack nothing. I mean, you don't have anything to do. You keep watching. So, but when God begins to open us to truth and to what God wants us to do, I can't subject that time now. Of course, now if you see me to a very lengthy time, definitely it is maybe I'm preparing teachings, a lot of things. I can do that, but I, I don't think I can watch film that long now. No, the point is, the, the question is actually, how do you balance um, fulfilling purpose, pursuing purpose, and having fun in quotes? Because... A lot of us, yes, we know that purpose, 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 but how do we balance this? Thing? Because we are young people, we want to be able to relax, we want to <laughs> chill, you know that kind of thing now. Okay, okay. Is it me you're asking? Okay, okay, for me, for me, like, let, let me say this, I don't miss any Arsenal match by any chance, unless I have a meeting or I'm seeing someone, you know. So for me, I take that, I do that deliberately. You know, I, I'm intentional about sometimes, you know, I could be watching movie. I choose to switch off my phone to watch a movie. Yes, because I know I need these things. Not any kind of a movie, but very. In my most of the movies I watch actually are movies that people recommend for me to watch because they know what I want and the areas is very, very key to my development. I've watched uh, House of Cards series. I've watched, currently the movie I'm watching right now is Madam Secretary. It's about politics. So it helps shape my mind and ideas and ideologies in the line of my purpose. So he may not necessarily be movies, but I think. <laughs> well, Pastor yeah, Victor, yeah. yes. Okay, how okay, do you okay. Now, now the the issue is that I think, well, as you said, definition of fun yes, yes, yes. is, is very good. That means relaxing, right? 
Yeah. I don't see it different from, I mean, uh, I don't see it antagonistic to the purpose. You understand? It is not, like I told you like, just a few days ago, I think just two days ago, I was watching a movie. It's because I was damn tired. You understand? My head was stuffy. So the best thing is to look for something that will ease you. So I, it, it, that's why I said it's not really antagonistic to that. Each time I'm tired, ask my wife. One day I can just wake up. She knows I have a lot of work. And I'll tell her I need to go back. I need to go to school early in the morning. But immediately I wake up in the morning, I told her I'm not going anywhere. I will just be playing that day in the house and sleep and wake up, play with exploit. That's to tell you because I have this mindset that work doesn't kill. I mean, is that I am not, uh, what do you call them? This workaholic that without, no, no, no. If something just chopped up with me, no matter how intense the work is, I can just dump it and just relax. So I, if that's the idea you talk about, actually I, I do it. And it is not antagonistic to my calling. It helps in order to ease this. And I think I learned also how to play guitar for this sake. I have a guitar at home. Sometimes when I'm this thing, I can, even though I don't, I don't know how to play like Ima and the rest and Kostin, but I think I can be able to play and sing. I, I, the little one I can to, to be able to help me out. So you actually take out time to just relax and. Sure. You are not always studios. I, I, I think personally, I. It takes me long to finish one movie, <laughs> right? But I watch series. My 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 main that I watch steady wrestling. You know, no ste 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 steady. I watch I watch wrestling. Ye yesterday night I was so tired. I just I, mean, ah, I didn't watch Monday Night Raw. You know. I just place Monday Night Raw. But I can take three days to finish that Monday Night Raw. But <clears throat> one of the things that I've learned from beginning of last year to now, as a result of uh, Pastor Imas, uh, this thing, you know, wedding and the rest, is when I went to that hotel, oh my, there was this treatment in the hotel. My mind changed. I said, no, 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 no. I must always take myself out to restaurants. When I'm coming back from school, I make this. I have many photos on my phone. I branch restaurant alone. I do my order. I sit down. I snap myself. I open my teeth. I do my thing. I eat my food. And say, yeah, this thing is good. Right? So it's now even more interesting because I've moved to Deriboyo. Right? So it's, it's amazing. Really, this life is very hard. You must find ways to make it simple for yourself and enjoy it. No matter how hardworking you are, no matter, no matter, you must find those times. People never believe I watch series. They thought it's only fasting and all those. Mm -mm. It's because I had no money to enjoy. <laughs> now resources are coming. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yes, we'll go to Istanbul. We'll fly to Netherlands. We'll go to places and have fun and let's balance the life so that people will know we are human beings yeah, and we are not spirits. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so we have questions from the audience. Okay, I want to ask a question. Thank you so much, sir. Um, first is that what are the indicators um, that help a person spot what their purpose is? Sorry, and I'm we saying can't that hear you. Can you hear me? So I'm, 
I am I'm asking because in the line of this proposed thing, you know, most times it's always easier to say them and then somebody gets back to the house and they're also confused on how to even spot these things. So I'm trying to ask, what are the indicators? What are the things that someone will see in their life? What are the things that will start happening and they will know that, okay, they're actually in the line of whatever thing their purpose is. That's one. The second thing is uh, um, how can someone who is a multi uh uh, a multi-potential, like someone who has a lot of potentials, like uh, Pastor Costin used to be in the past. How can the person identify the laws? Because he spoke about principle as inherent laws that you know that guide uh, proper functioning of potentials. How can people identify the laws that enable them to function properly? Because when somebody has a lot of all those things, they they can do. They can really be acting anyhow, anyhow. So, yeah. Yes, I wanted to ask, uh, how can you be sure that your purpose is the will of God when it's not related to the spreading of the gospel? Example? (laughs) Yes, for example, if you want to become a successful entrepreneur like Ariko Dangote. Like Ariko Dangote? Okay, now let, let me come to, I will answer one, then I will leave the two for them. I think Pastor Victor and Pastor Kwasin uh, can answer the remaining two. The indicators of purpose, for purpose. first of all, I said earlier on that every man in him is born inherently with all he needs to fulfill purpose. And I will borrow from Rick Warren's exposition on purpose, purpose-driven life. He said something about shape determine your purpose and then your spiritual abilities as a believer first of all you have spiritual gifts that God has given you it's a it's an endowment that God put in you as a as a child of God when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost it's expected that you have gifts in you secondly your heart what you're passionate about on this table I know I'm the most passionate about politics here you know Whenever I hear anything that has to do with my country, I don't sleep until I get to the root of it, you know. So I'm very, very much passionate about the political environment of my country. He could be passionate about people in prison. I may not be passionate about people in prison. It doesn't mean that I don't love people. You know, it's just what God... Passion is a gift that God places in you. It's a tool God has blessed you with. Special giftings are tools, are indicators. Then your natural abilities also are very important in fulfilling purpose. You know, this is very, very key. Then also your experience in life, for example, now you can look through your life and look at your past experiences. What have God helped you to walk through in life? All these are indicators, are signs and things that really will help you also to, to fulfill purpose. There are others, but I think let me just stop here because of time. Okay. Um, the, the issue is that, just like you said, all of us have one experience or the other. Not because we wanted it. We just find ourselves inside. Depending on your location, because you didn't ask God to come from Nigeria. So there are specific ex- life experiences that you will have different from somebody 
who is from Afghanistan. Now, that one also is God's own way of putting you depending on what he has called you for. It has a link to what he has called you ultimately. So that's why he said the issue of it's an indicator. The idea of a burden, if you continue to walk with the Lord, there is an implant, just it's a passion. Some in scriptural terms, you can call it also a burden. You just feel that you are just burden about this thing. And somebody is not. It's an indication too. And just like other things he has just mentioned, just to uh, uh, highlight some of those things, they are all indicators. And most importantly, your personality. Sure, sure. So all those things together, not singly, all together, they will point to one thing. Not that your experience is pointing to something else, then your passion is pointing to another, then the other one is pointing to another one. No, you see that all of them are culminating into another uh, one thing. But you can replace that with your work with God because it's only when you continue to work with God he will clarify it more and more. Are we together? Now, the issue of the uh, what brother said, Acts, and I think last one, they are, they are connected. You understand? You see, we can be doing the same thing. But me was given to me by God. And you is by ambition. You see, your own is not purpose. Only mine is purpose. Are you together? So you can find somebody in the world, you understand, who just picked up, who just picked up things, you understand, and want to be the richest person. To what end? Because you see, just like I said earlier on when um, Pastor Ima asked a question. Everything you are doing on earth or what you call your calling has to contribute to the overall agenda of God on earth. If it does not, it's not a purpose. So that's what we are trying to say. So it's possible you can find another rich person, also a, an entrepreneur, you understand, working and working. That could be his calling and the calling is not primarily to just make money and be rich. No. Is to contribute to the overall agenda of God on earth. You will find that after he makes the money, the goal is not making the money. The goal is the agenda of God that he is supposed to support. Are we together? And that's where the difference comes. I think another indicator that I will just add here, I always ask people when they come, they say, okay, do you, yes, I don't know my purpose. The first thing I ask, what can you do, right? Even when you are tired and we say do this thing, one energy just, boom, you just come. You just, what, what can you do that I don't need to pay you? I don't need to push you. I don't, what can you do? Somebody now will not tell me, ah, sir, I remember. I, I can just bake or I can just sing or I just find myself writing. I write and write and write and write. What? So I said, there's this thing that you do. I wrote here. That joy comes to you, not happiness. Joy comes to you. Peace comes to you. Rest comes to you. Confidence comes to you. Absence of fear is not found inside. Right? They are, they are indicators. Another one I'm adding to what they said. Again, what people see and say about you. Right? I have understood with time that there is something about my voice. I, Kosten. Every environment I enter, when I speak, there is something about my voice. Right? And it's different from other people. So I know that this mouth, this mouth, it must be used for something special. Right? 
I've tested it in church. I've tested it in classroom. I've tested it everywhere. It will work. So, which means there's something special. So, and I've had people, both from Iran, my students, lecturers, everybody, they come around and say, sir, when you speak, there's a way, I don't know how you do it. Words just remain in our hearts. Ah, okay. So, what people, what? Say about you. Please, if people say you are stupid, two or three, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, a truth is established. There's a stupid thing about you. When they say you is fashion, two or three witnesses, a truth is established. Pay attention to it, even if you were not paying attention to it. Right? And then for loss and potential, I'll just give one principle that is very important. When you are multi-potential, please, when you are multi-potential, one of the things I will ask and I will stop, seek for a mentor. That's the number one thing. Seek for a mentor. Because a mentor, a disciple, somebody that is ahead, that person has already passed through that phase of life. He will help you narrow everything down and you will be at your best. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. That has actually answered one of our questions here. Um, the role a mentor plays in purpose, discovery, and fulfillment. Okay, so, um, Pastor Fred, how does having a purpose-driven life influence your choice of friend, only friend? Friend. Yes. This friend too. Like your friends. Like friends. And is it a woman or many people? That's why I see only friends. But I see time and I see that we don't have much time. But anyway. Yes, because I want to ask. Okay, okay. You see, these are my friends. Actually, the pastors, they are the people I call friends. We've been together for years. And the reason why they are friends is because I believe that we are moving towards the same direction in the sense that all of us wants to fulfill the calling of God upon our lives. And we are uniquely blessed by God in different areas. Not necessarily that Pastor Victor, I, I for sure know that I, I will not find myself teaching in the classroom for years like the way Pastor Victor will be passionate about doing it. So, you know, because of my ability to know where God is leading me, I find people that are also passionate about doing what God has called them to do. Now, I also have other group of friends also that are politically inclined. You know, I have my, my these are almost friends and brothers and they are part and a parcel of me. But there are people that when we go to politics, they are my allies. You know, because I need those people in order to, to fulfill that. I can't do politics on my own. It's a game of numbers. It's a game of alignment of interests and also, you know, getting what is needed for so basically you've just categorized it friends and allies as relates to politics yes yes exactly okay yeah. um pastor costin how does having a purpose-driven life influence your choice of who you intend to marry yes you saw the way i picked the mic <laughs> right it's important i used to have many criterias i i don't i i never like huge ladies before if a lady is huge, I can't explain why. It just it's just natural inside me. I can't say it's allowed, it's right? Allowed. But somehow I just like this portable, you know. It's just somehow maybe it's a pattern from village. I don't know, <laughs> but that's just it. It just came like that. But you see, but that's ignorance. But now I have knowledge, right? I'm telling you, before God, whom I stand, my requirements are streamlined now. I'm almost helpless. <laughs> 
Do you know why? Because I've discovered <laughs> what I need to do with my life. And I have zero tolerance for any woman that will not support me fulfill this and I will not support her fulfill that. Because I know myself with her, one will chase a, ten, a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. And the sole reason why I'm going to marry, I know, the, I know the purpose of marriage now, is to advance God's kingdom on earth. And if I can't find a woman that will marry this thing together and advance God's kingdom on earth, <laughs> even, even if it's portable, <laughs> right? Bye-bye. <laughs> so, my purpose has streamlined my choices, right? So, I'm not about trying to do hanky-panky things and all those things. And really, I thank God for that. God, that has really helped me and it has built me throughout the years till now. <laughs> so, because of that, Pastor Victor, you were in Cyprus here. All the way, you shoot your shots all the way to Nigeria. Kai, that was the shot on target. Long range Long missiles. Range. So how 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 did a purpose driven life? <laughs> of high pedigree. <laughs> how did purpose make you all all of Cyprus? You left the whole of Europe and shot on target. Oh. Well, um, Pastor Costin just, I think they, it's not different from Pastor Costin. You see, w when you know your purpose, it makes your decision simple. That means everybody gets out of the equation. It's only God that remains. You don't choose anything by parents, by friends, by anything. It's only him and his work and his will. So it simplifies my decision. And again, the issue is that because I know what I'm going to do, you see, I have learned over the years, just like I said, I'm a very good researcher. Before I approach a lady, I will, I may, I will, I don't know what to do. I will really study you. No, wherever you are in the world, I will get information about you. So, and again, because of the kind of calling, I'm, I mean, the direction I'm calling, uh, and our understanding of marriage, it's not a place for, I'm coming to disciple my wife, so to say. It's a place where she's coming as a co-worker and as a partner to do the work. So it must be so no matter how beautiful you are, no matter how educated you are, that's not the concern. Because it doesn't matter in what I'm doing. So it's only purpose, this is what I'm doing. And that's why I kept on, people say you just pray. No, no, no. I watch. I think. I research very well. And once I see that you are not this person that is that is completely sold out for God. You can't work with me. So, and one of the things I saw in my wife is, is this uh, desire to please God and God alone. She comes from a very humble background. And I remember the last test I tested her was when I knew she was graduating and I knew she was past 30 years. And I knew if you have past 30 years, you cannot go for, for NYC. Except you change your certificate. And many people at that moment, is a test of their faith. And she has friends who changed their certificate and she refused. You understand? And I call her. I asked her, in fact, because she didn't know my intention. Then because I knew her in the church. I even convinced her. I said, do you know the implication that if you didn't change your certificate? Do you know you won't get a job? 
Do you know you want? I tried to act as if I'm a canal brother. You understand? But she said, no, that it doesn't matter. She can do business. She mustn't get a job. What must she, must she get a job? You understand? I say, wait, 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 wait. Lay. <laughs> I say, lay. You say, we are going with you. <laughs> so thank you very much. A round of applause. Our time is up. It's, a, it's really been an insightful one. Please, if you have questions, write them and pass it to Pastor Kola. They will be duly answered. Thank you very much. Praise God. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Woo! What a day. Hallelujah.